Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. Just a quick heads up and a trigger warning that the ghost story at the end of today's episode mentions suicide. So if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe tune out for that part and enjoy the rest of the episode. everybody hello it's another episode of turns out she's psychic the podcast yay spiritual musings sometimes amusing is it spiritual musings occasionally amusing well you say occasionally i say sometimes what does it say on our thing though i don't know you should look it up everybody let let tracy know that laura's right we'll see <laughs> she's actually looking it sometimes. up now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong, you were right. <laughs> I actually had to really think about that sentence because I don't think yep. I ever say, I was wrong, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's my birthday week. It was week. back to front, yeah. It's your birthday week, I'm it's being kind. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can, it, it's your birthday week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lara, it's your birthday. All right, so this episode we are going to answer some frequently asked questions well tracy's going to answer them fuck yous fuck yous welcome to fuck you episode <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we might keep that in <laughs> sure uh are you ready for some questions or how has your I'm week been ready. that's a that's another frequently asked question how, how are you my week been? yeah that's a frequently asked question that you ask that is yep. like number one laura question laura is number you? one fuck you yeah is how are you yeah talk to me tell me at all tell me everything tell me all the things all the things has been hectic this week it's only wednesday but it's my first week back from school holidays oh, so two full days of work i yeah tell me about it yeah um But it's been a heavy week. Um, Mm. A lot of my uh, mentoring clients and coaching clients are going through a lot at the moment. Um, Mm. A lot of it is um, universal so that like there's a lot of like people just all in one big kind of pool of people that are massive changes occurring. Yeah. Um, And then there's another sort of sub pool that comes off that that are about to embark on massive change, but it's, it's, they're in that moment where it is extremely confronting right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going through a lot with my clients at the moment and, uh, every day I just feel so blessed and grateful that I get to hold space and be a trusted energy for them to explore what they need to explore going through what they're going through Yeah. because there's not many people out there that you can do that with, um, most people. Who understands and yeah, yeah, and can guide further and give practical advice, but advice that makes a difference and makes a change, and advice that moves the needle, and advice that moves them from what they're stuck with and turns it into something that they can work with and helps them find solutions. And these solutions are things that um, their you know traditional medical uh, team including doctors but including um, psychologists and even some psychiatrists um, that they're not finding enough in just that team of people and yep. so to be their spiritual counselor or spiritual advisor is such a um, a privilege and each day as as energetically um, heavy it is for me to hold space for these people I just wouldn't have it any other way it just it feeds me with so much love uh, and just um, respect and honor and and humility and and all of that. And I'm I'm not afraid of the of the dark stuff. And I think that's you know one of the uh, mentoring clients today. Um, what we're seeing, uh, what I'm seeing a lot in what I do is that uh, there are a lot of people who are afraid of the dark like literally just afraid of the dark at night. So they it's have to the unknown. The There's an unknown. Yeah. Element. And it's just like, I've got to sleep with a light on or like I've oh, got to actually yeah, afraid of the dark. Yep. Yeah. And so 
um, working with people to discover not being afraid of the dark because the sooner that you are, you know, um, accepting of the dark or that you embrace the dark part of you, the quicker you get to come full circle with whatever it is, the quicker you get to full circle, the quicker you get to help others with it as well, if that is what mm. you're choosing to do. Sure. Um, and so that's what I've done in my life. And yep. so I love meeting people in their dark. Like I just... It's, you can do that. I can. Yeah. And, and I love that I can do that. And that might sound morbid or it might sound weird or strange. No. Uh, well, maybe it does. Maybe not to you because you know me as not being like that. Yeah, but okay. mm. for some people, it might be weird to think that I like to meet people in their shit. You know, like it's my favorite place to be. <laughs> in the shit. In the shit. In the shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's how my week's been this week. But it's in perspective. And yes. um, quickly on that, so your self-care in heavy weeks like that, in like that, does it change? Mm, or my, you, you seem like you've got things like pretty sorted for yourself first before you've... That's it. Gone one step further and, like, you seem, like, pretty diligent in being on top of it all. Yeah. And I look at my calendar the week ahead. I'd never look at it any further than a week ahead, sometimes only even a couple of days ahead. So I know what client I've got the next day and what that's going to be. And I know just from previous sessions with these people but also spiritually I know what to to set. And I, at, at some point, surrender to spirit to have me prepared. Yes. So sometimes it could be in the mornings of heavy days, I cannot eat. And that's not me choosing not to eat. That spirit saying we cannot have anything in your metabolism or your digestive system right now because of what you're about to encounter. Yeah. And I just listen. I kind of just intuitively move through time and adjust accordingly to whatever they're giving me to be able to show up for people as I go. Uh, if I have days where I feel completely whacked and like I got hit hard, yeah. um, my self-care is usually uh, more sleep and a really long shower. Yeah. And unplugging. Yeah. I turn off, like I do not go on my phone. They're the nights that I don't reply to you. Like they're, yeah. yeah. Not often anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's when that happens yep. and it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's just, that's just how it is. It's yep. a bit robotic really kind of just second nature in some ways you got to do what you got to do yeah yeah because you got to protect yourself first yeah cool but after two weeks (laughs) off a week like this week's not going to touch the sides give me another sort of eight to nine weeks at the end of the term and I might be sort of a bit more frazzled I think everyone's well cooked by that time of year exactly yeah but everyone also like you know by the time you get to the end of a school term as a teacher you're ready for your break you know but by the time you get to your holidays you're ready for a break and I'm just the same it's just any other job yeah and you know never mind a global pandemic to throw a (laughs) spanner in 2020 so you know on a whole there's lots of change and it's you know everything's tits up at the minute so, so to speak yeah are you ready for some questions? I am. I've got some deep ones and I've got some light ones. Cool. Little light and shade. Yeah. Maybe we'll start off with some little yes or no's or is it trues? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, is it true that psychics can't use their abilities or shouldn't use their abilities for personal benefit? It's false that they can't. Yep. But it's true that they shouldn't. Oh, okay. So it's like an ethical thing? Mm. Right. Um, it's also a, um, I guess, a, um, not a superstition, right? not really even a old wives tale. It's more of a, um, passed down belief yep. that, uh, if you use it to your advantage, then the law of cause and effect says that you will have a disadvantage come back to you. Yes, that leads on to another question here. Um, oh, where is it? Are there really karmic punishments? For example, it'll come back to you times three. Absolutely. Does that lead into it? or Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the times three thing. I threefold think, I had written yeah, down. Yeah, threefold. <laughs> I think that there is a few things that that has come about. It's a little bit like the Halloween, like the way that it's evolved and morphed into yes. what it is today. Yeah. The threefold thing from what I get intuitively and just from a sort of innate kind of belief about it sure. is that the threefold comes from that it's going to affect you on the three levels of you. 
your human self, your soul self, and the space in between. Ooh. That's my personal belief and view about the threefold. I love that. So mm. all elements. Correct. You will cannot be escape it. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do in this lifetime will affect your soul. Yes. Is that where karma comes into it? Yeah. So karma yep. is a real thing, yep. but karma is a diluted uh, theory around the universal law of cause and effect. Yes. So whatever you do out, you get back. Okay. And so the times three thing, whether it is applicable specifically to witches or specifically to people like me and, and you know, that kind of realm of yep. types of people. People. Yes. <laughs> of humans. Um, then... Uh, I think that that kind of came about more so because we speak that way, we see things that way, we talk that way. And so I would, without intentionally saying threefold, I would say to you, well, I know that if I do something particularly evil in this lifetime, that it's going to come back karmically and affect my soul, my higher self and my human experience each time I evolve back and reincarnate and incarnate back in. Wow. So that by that you know, um, by that statement, you would deduce that that's threefold. Yep. So I wonder, like, I mean, it's not something that I've ever been told by word, by a mentor, by an elder. Mm -hmm. It's something that I just know and I never thought about it. Yeah. It's not something that I'd come up with yep. or figured out. It's just information that's just there. Nice. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um... And in your world of people, is it true that, um, like, you can't discredit another psychic's vision? Absolutely. Yeah. You get a sense when someone's full of shit. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. But you would never say it to anyone. Yeah. You wouldn't even really say it to yourself. You, you'd probably be very cautious of the fact that you were even thinking it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's such a mysterious sort of industry mm. and that leaves it open to authentic people and maybe less so that it's hard to know where you stand. I For sure. And some people in this industry, not so much anymore because it, we're too open for um, – for attack or for, um, you know, light, like legal liabilities and things like that. Um, it, you know, the ones who, um, the ones who breach kind of the moral standards and the moral code within the industry. Yeah. Because there are people that do that. that All the time. sort of get outed and All ostracized. Yep. Absolutely. And they're charlatans. They're people there yep. to make money. They may have some mild developed level of a psychic ability, but then they make up the rest. Or they're not being ethical with whatever it is or responsible. Yeah. And so those ones, um, they bring it upon themselves for us to discredit them. Yeah. But we will discredit their, their ethics and their morals and their integrity mm -hmm. behind what they're doing. Uh, but the information that they that they claim to be receiving and sharing, there's a few hiccups there because one, it could literally be down to their interpretation. So they might be yes. receiving yep. the information, and that you know we can't argue that because you could never prove it. Exactly. But their interpretation of it might be skewed. Yeah. Uh, and their interpretation of the situation and what they're going to gain out of it, personal gain, um, how they want to see it work in their favor if if they're to tell someone what they want them to hear or what that person wants to hear. Um, so, you know, I would never personally discredit and I never, if someone says to me, or oh, a psychic said this and you're saying something different, I always just say I, I'm not going to go against what another psychic has said. Yeah. However, I also am not going to go against what against what I'm hearing because I have no reason to not believe what I am hearing and seeing and feeling and knowing when I'm right every other time. Yeah. And for me, it's not about me being right. And this is where I get a little bit um, – I don't get annoyed. I used to, but I don't anymore. I don't even really think about it too much. But when people um, – it's like that whole crystal ball thing. Have I mentioned before in the podcast about how the crystal ball came about? 
I can't remember if it was on the podcast or, or if just it was just you. talking because we've talked about it before. Yeah. So the crystal ball came about when gypsies um, or witches used to travel around and they would be persecuted for if that information came true or if that information was false. Either way, they would be persecuted. Yeah. And so what they did was they brought crystal balls into the mix and crystal balls were their their uh their go between so it was kind of the crystal ball is showing me the crystal ball is telling me yeah so they're so protecting the, themselves the crystal ball separated it from the person and so what people fail to what most people fail to understand and at least acknowledge and give the give me the reader respect of is that i am not me when i am reading for you it is not Tracy making assumptions or judgment of the person sitting in front of me. I have no idea who you are and I don't really care to know who you are for this purpose. Mm -hmm. the, the less I know, the better. The more I know, the harder it is for me. I'd rather know jack shit. <laughs> I'd rather you come in a costume and I just go by your energy. You know, like There I, you go, potential clients. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Please, you've just asked for it. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. a don't shoot the messenger kind of situation. Yeah. And I don't want to be, one psychic said this and you're saying this. Like, I'm not saying this. Spirit's saying this. Don't shoot the messenger. Yes. And yeah. I have no reason to not trust my source. Don't shoot the medium. I'm just a medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to, I don't, I, I have no reason not to trust my source. Yep. And that's what I'll fall back to every time. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Um, Okay. How often, this is from me, how often <laughs> do you get interrupted, and this is two prongs, by spirits and then by spirit? Like, does it happen often? Not anymore. Yep. It used to happen all the time. Like, mm -hmm. my life was just like that. Yep. Not anymore. So, interrupted. Um, or they might just go, when you're ready, so when I get turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've asked about you getting turned on before. <laughs> so you just like to talk about me getting turned on. Well, so. it's just in the right section now. So we'll just tidy it up and I can put it away. <laughs> so my spirit interrupts me very rarely because I'm pretty much always in cahoots with my spirit. Yeah. We are kind of, we are not one, but we are, we move as one. Um, so I, I feel very spirit led 99% of my time. Do you sometimes just have like a, a chat with them? Not that they're interrupting. All the time. Yeah, that they'll just be. And a lot of the time, like you've been my friend for long enough now to know that um, we said this the other day on text, you know, like I have a terrible midterm memory. Yes. And a ter like a, sh a short-term memory enough to like remember what we spoke about half an hour ago. Life skills. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> completely fry my brain with drugs and alcohol. But um, my midterm memory is non-existent really. Like I, it's just black holes. It really is. And it has been since I got sick. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it's not that I don't listen because I'm a very in the present person unless we've got a billion different things going on and I'm trying to get everything done. But first and foremost is my conversation with spirit at the top of everything. So sometimes when we're talking, spirit's talking to me about how we, spirit and I, feel about what you're talking about. Wow, that's so cool. Or we're just very hyper aware. It's not hyper. It would be hyper to you, but it's not hyper yeah. to me. I'm just very aware of presence, of energy. Um, and I'm in the here and the now. But one of the reasons why I don't remember things as well, I think, is because right now I'm in the here and the now and I've compartmentalized that part and it doesn't it doesn't serve me for the here and now. And I don't need that information. Mm -hmm. I only need what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my spirits don't really interrupt unless it is like an emergency or unless um, I'm completely missing something. It's very rare these days. Yeah. Uh, ghost spirits, like other people's spirits. Yep. Very, very, very rarely. So if they do get through, it's because it's important. Usually. Yeah. Usually. Or it's not me who brought them. Oh, okay. It's one of my kids or wherever <laughs> I am. Or yep. they just happen to be there and I can see them. Well, see them, see them. 
<laughs> not see them with like like you can see a person, but see yep. that I know that they're there with your third eye. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, but not very often. But back before I had boundaries and knew when to turn off and on, it was all the fucking time. Yeah, sounds hard. This boundary thing. Or oh. maybe there's just a few things to learn. What's hard about, like, what do you mean? What's hard? Having the boundaries, not having the boundaries. Learning how to have boundaries. Uh, not really. Oh. It's just energy and intention. It's a very simple thing to do. Wow. And they're like kids. Spirits yeah. are like kids. They want the rules so that they know how to get, because they just want to, they just want to share. Yeah. They just want you to get information or they just want to tell you something. And so they'll, they'll follow your rules if you tell them. You've just got to be unafraid to tell them. Yeah. Okay. And do it energetically. So you have to align with what you're saying. Yep. Cool. Mm. I'm just absorbing that. It's cool. It's cool to see you do your thing as you're talking. You don't get dead people ever. So thank crap. (laughs) Holy monkey balls for that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I clearly, I have like boundaries, like four to five walls. (laughs) (laughs) You could teach me something about boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. What'd you call me? (laughs) Shearer. The human shield. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Okay, another question. Um, who are some of your favourite people or mentors in your industry? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Did you ask me this? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I know. I know some of them. Mm-hmm. You Just, tell me who. Um, Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline Mace. Mm-hmm. You tell me some. Jay Shetty. Uh, no. Oh, I like him. I do. Mm. Um... I feel very out of alignment with him and his commercialism. Oh, okay. Well, I think he's just appealing to a younger generation. I agree. To find a way to totally agree. Totally agree. Mm. But it's difficult for my energy to marry his energy Mm -hmm. uh, because we seek a different. point in people's journeys and the Mm. way that we deliver it is different and I love him I think he's doing an amazing service um, and he's helping so many people and I wish you know the best of everything for him and his beautiful wife like they're they're just she's incredible I have a theory he is my premonition is she's pregnant and they just haven't told anyone heard it here first yeah I (laughs) I reckon she's pregnant yeah right um so so you're just meeting people at different parts. Yeah. So you don't and look to him as a mentor, but no. you love him and what he's doing. Absolutely. Got you. Okay. Yep. And Gabby. So Gabby yes. Bernstein, she was a personal mentor, you know, privately. And that was incredible. Yep. But she, uh, like what I was saying before about how I love me- meeting people in their shit. Yes. She meets people at a certain point of their psychic development or their intuitive development or their relationship with spirituality. Yes. And she meets them there and she stays there. Yes. Like I, I don't stay in the shit, but I would if I could. I might eventually <laughs> choose to just stay in the shit. I'll get you a snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> It'd get clogged. Oh, well, I'll send you replacements from time yeah. to time. <laughs> and I have like claustrophobia. Like I couldn't, oh. I can't snorkel. Like yeah. that just makes me feel like I need to gasp for air You're just the to one think about. You just want to be in the I know, shit. I know. But I, know I want to be more literal. like a pig in mud shit. Oh. Kind gotcha. of, that's my yeah. vision, not Reveling snorkeling under the shit. Like I'm not looking at submerging underneath in the shit with my head under there. You're there having like mud fights going, come on in. This is actually fun. You can yeah. do it and have fun with it. Yeah. Gotcha. That's it. So um, with Gabby, you know, she has been a mentor in the past and she's someone, again, a little bit like Jay that I admire And I am so grateful for her role in my life and for what she has. Um, Originally, she was the one who gave me permission to shine. Permission, and that sounds so corny, but permission to... (laughs) Yeah, it's the corniest thing I've ever heard you say, to be honest. (laughs) I don't do corny, it probably is. But But no, it's it's so true. But she, she gave me that belief in myself that I could go from being someone who... So, so Gabby's, uh, when you start to pay Gabby to, to, to teach you, 
her specialty is to teach you from going from a, a spiritually based and aligned business, a heart-centered business, and creating it into a bigger business, a business that can be seen by others. And the purpose of that is so that you can help more people. Yes. Like ultimately our drive and our intention comes that we have something, we have a bit of magic that can help so many people. And I just, I can't morally, I can't with all of the ridiculous previous misconceptions about working with spiritual energy and being a psychic medium, for example, like Gabby's not a psychic medium, but there's all different people that she works with. But in my case, it's like, Tracy, you, you don't have to not accept money just because that is the norm for your industry. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to pigeonhole yourself into being a psychic medium or just a future psychic reader. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. so she gave me the permission to do whatever the fuck I want and to break free of those constraints that I didn't put on myself. I felt like my industry put on me. Limiting beliefs. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You've been listening to me for way too long. I know. <laughs> Top student um, over here. <laughs> yeah, gold star. Um, so it, she, I will be forever in debt to her energy and I'm forever grateful for it, but she's no longer a mentor of mine. Yep. She's not someone that I feel that I can learn anything from where I'm going. Yep. Who else um, do you love? D- Joe Dispenza. Oh, yes. So he is has been for a while now and still excites the fuck out of me. Yep. Um. He is someone that I continuously feel that I just learn and I am in awe of. And it's just that whole science mind. It's Super just, smart. oh, it's just, for me, I just feel like I never experience his energy and come away without just being mind blown off. Revelation after yeah, revelation. Absolutely. And I always come away with more, you know, um, layers to peel off and, and things to tend to. So he's definitely there. Caroline, um, I, I find her energy to be, um, I find as she's gotten older that she, uh, has become almost extremist in some ways, um, about her viewpoint. And I feel that she tends to be very specific to how she wants people to see things and understand things. Mm -hmm. And there's not really much of an open mind there anymore. In my opinion, when I, the energy and the the vibe that I get is that she's just had enough of people's shit, <laughs> and, she, and which is so cool. Yeah, you know, and from a personal it's perspective, yeah, yeah, from a personal perspective, I admire that, mm. and and I get that, which is why I still adore her and would still listen to her shit and her stuff. But at the same time, when someone gets too extremist or too, too, um, <clears throat> I guess narrow in their message. Uh, that bothers me and it's me personally. I'm not saying that you need to be bothered by it mm-hmm. because I know you love her and adore yeah, her and I what do. bothers me won't books. bother you. Yep. Yeah. Um, but she was one of the first people when I read um, Anatomy of Spirit, the first few chapter, the first chapter, I remember sending you a message just going, it's the first time I've ever heard someone explain it the way that yes, I would did. explain yeah. it. So like you she took the that. Words, yeah, she took <laughs> the words out of it because I will remember things that change yeah. me. Well, she wrote that ages ago she too. Did. Yeah. Many, many years yep. ago. Mm. And so in following it from there, anatomy, because I didn't know who she was until anatomy of spirit. So following her from anatomy of spirit to where she is now and kind of catching up on her journey and all those years of her life, uh, where she has finally got to now in her life, I don't have the same connection and alignment with her as what I did in her early days. Yeah. And that's totally cool because I'm pretty sure that people who see me as a mentor now, or who literally are mentored by me now, by the time I'm Caroline's age, they're probably not going to align with what I'm banging on about either. That's evolution. Absolutely. And I love that. But in terms of being a mentor or someone that I look up to now, I look up to her more for her um, tenacity and for her, um, you know, her approach in the way that she um, makes herself accessible and the way that she's no bullshit. Like she's so like me when I'm old, I can just see she it. So is. Yeah, she so <laughs> when is. When we it's saw just, her, you said that too. Yeah. It's just like, that's going to be me. I'm just That's's seeing myself. Me. I don't remember saying that, but yeah, it's pretty much like, no, you've asked enough questions, sit down and shut up. Like yeah. she literally said that to a lady in the crowd and we saw you. her life. Yeah. She's like, no, you're done. Stop being rude. Like there's other people here. Like what are you doing? And I can so see me doing that because it's just like, are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> Tracy, you're going to have a flip chair <laughs> installed. <laughs> I'm going to have a ball and everyone's going to be sitting on a chair over water. I'm going to throw it at them and they're going to land in the water. So you can have fun while you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I always will, I hope. And if yeah. I don't, I'm pretty sure you'll remind me to be fun. 
yeah, always. Yeah. Um, other people One that... One more, or, or um, rapid fire rattle off some, if you will. Uh, names that I also... Obviously, Tony Robbins. Obviously, um, yes. Not... Well... Not directly spiritual, but he is a very spiritual person, and so is his wife Sage. Um, and so I do get a lot out of them spiritually, a lot. Um, but I get a lot out of them for personal self development and personal growth and practical psychology. And they're huge in my life in their impact and their influence. Mm-hmm. Um, Siri Lindley. So Siri is someone affiliated with Tony and she's someone that I've met in person a few times and she is a, um, a gold Olympic gold medalist for America and she is a triathlete um, and uh, she has an incredibly inspiring story but um, more recently last year she was diagnosed with um, stage four lymphoid myeloma yeah something like that and basically told you're dying Mm-hmm. Um, and she made her journey and her experience with her treatment um, public and she went out there and her grace in being given another, because she's had a ton of obstacles in her life, her grace and her attitude in why she was given this opportunity from the get-go was so beautifully vulnerable and expansive. I just wept. And so we Instagram messaged each other a few times and she, she just, she, she's pure and she's as authentic as you will ever meet as a person. Um, but about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, they, um, they were in the hospital when she got the results to say she's cancer free. What? Yeah. No shit. So if you don't know who she is, follow her. She's on uh, Instagram at Siri Lindley. I S I R I like Siri. Siri. Uh Wow. Yeah. Um, and her wife, Rebecca, um, they, um, both train triathletes and, uh, Olympic, uh, Olympians. Um, but they also have a, um, a horse farm where they save horses from the glue factory. So they're very, um, animal rights. Wow. They are just an amazing power couple. But That's anyway. That's one to look up. So Siri, um, and, but her grace, like her grace and her authenticity in the face of, extreme um you know circumstance and adversity uh, is just so admirable sounds very inspiring yeah and I think spiritually I'm waiting for my next person to come but I'm just not ready yet because I'm too busy being that for other people and and I really like where I'm sitting I feel like I've got my groove and I'm really ready to teach you're doing your thing yeah I've got a lot to teach yep um, but I'm constantly reading and constantly listening and constantly searching for, yep. for more, 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 more. <laughs> Always. Hmm. We like to learn. Um, okay. Changing um, lanes or whatever it is that you say. <laughs> Changing pace really quickly. Mm-hmm. What's your or do you have a favourite one-liner that you've heard people say when they find out that you're a psychic? Like, what's the lottery numbers? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, it's usually, so can you see anyone around me? Oh, okay. Um, or, like, what do you see right now? Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like, so do I have anyone around me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the usual, that's the number one. Yeah. I've uh, probably asked that, come to think of it. I don't know. It happens so often that yeah. I don't even think about it. That's. Yeah. Um. Mm, that's probably it. Yeah, but not like the comical, funny ones like, oh, you're a shit psychic, you should have known that, ho, ho, ho. Uh, usually they're keyboard warriors. Yeah. Not in person. Like, oh, but that's trolling. Like I'm just talking about people yeah, being funny. People in general know. Like I, I'm not that kind of a funny person. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that kind of funny. That's just being a dickhead funny. <laughs> like I like really good humour. That's yeah. not good humour. It's like find I, your own I joke. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> find your own joke. Like that's what I would say. Cool. Boring. Next. Yeah, it is boring. Well, I thought I thought you could have. You might have heard something really exciting and funny. No, I mean the boring. Boring next is. Oh, oh you wouldn't love me. You should name that. <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> yeah. So boring next. I have another question. Yay. What is re? What is re? Reincarnation. Is it real? And how does it work? Yes, it's real. Um, I've seen it. Um, when I say I've seen it, so I've seen 
a person dead, as a person alive, and then I've experienced their spirit. Um, but then in their spirit, they have told me and shown me their past lives previous to the life that I recognize them as. Wow. So I've never seen someone come full circle like, I see you now, you die. I'm killing you off again. You've killed me off again. <laughs> <laughs> you die and then you come to me in spirit and then you come back as another human. Yeah. I've never, I've never been, I haven't, I don't know whether yep. I've not been alive long enough or whether, yeah. or whether that even happens in such a quick yeah. turnaround because I don't believe it too. Yeah. Um, just purely because I think they would have told me by now if that's was if that was the case. Yeah, sure. And there's never been an option. It's never been a space in my visions to to understand that. Um, but I have seen I have spoken to a spirit who I have known to be alive and that spirit has told me who they were in their past lives. When they're in their spirit correct. Life, as who I you. knew them as. Yep. So if you died I'd be speaking to ghost Laura and yep. you would say Guess what I just found out? I yep. was fucking Cleopatra in the last life. <laughs> I knew I was. Yeah. So <laughs> I joking, knew it. Joking. See, I told you I knew it. <laughs> but could you or could some people like you know that information or see that information sure. from me being alive? About your past about lives? Past lives. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. yeah. I can. You can. But it would only really be the same way as I can confirm that I can see dead people. Yeah. Or that I know what I know about you. It would only yeah. ever really just be you'd have to take my word for it. And you would have to, like, they would have to offer that information? Like, you can't just say, tell yeah. me your past lives? Yeah, I guess. It's funny. I was only thinking about this the other day because not this particular question, but... It's weird. Like I, I think I probably need to review the questions that I ask spirit to get them to talk. Oh, but I haven't okay. reviewed that for a really long time. So a lot of the information that I get is usually all of the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I never really think to ask them outside of the usual questions. Because you can have fun doing that. I could. But it's usually information that the person in front of me isn't really going to be thrilled by. It's information yes. that I'm curious by. Yes. So, and okay. then, gotcha. And then I can't disrespect that. No. Because this is their, yeah. their loved one and I, here I am getting yeah. my joys out of. Yeah. Which you is know. why you probably <laughs> haven't revisited the questions. Maybe. You probably ask the questions that you need to establish who they are and then that person's asking questions. So. Yeah. And I guess that because Tracy checks out and I become Stacy. I'm not of conscious mind to go, oh, shit, that's right. I want to know these questions. I want to know these answers. Yeah, it's not the time or place by the no. sounds. And, and it's like I can't be. Like I, I can't yep. be in both spaces of questioning yeah. at the same time. Still a cool thing to ponder, though. Yeah, I might try it. Nice. I just need a test dummy. Hello. <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> Another question. What is the difference between grounding and earthing? Okay, so... Grounding, like it's very simple to think about it. Grounding is spiritual and earthing is scientific. So earthing on the scientific side, the, the, the whole concept of earthing and the practice of earthing is a scientific uh, phenomenon or um, actual practice. It's science, it's energy where you connect um skin to conductive surface for longer than 30 minutes and what that does is the slightly negative um, charge that the unit that the earth holds um, activates the free radicals inside your human body through your skin and it draws like it's like a negative magnet and it draws out the free radicals through your skin and out the bottom of your feet usually because you're usually standing or walking or sitting um, and it uh, to your biochemistry and all those kinds of things, it basically eliminates free radicals. So that's earthing. Yes, that's earthing. Okay. Uh, it's highly beneficial. It's something that everybody should do far more often than they do. Yeah. Um, grounding is you could have, you know, freaking ski boots on. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Grounding is more about the intentional practice of connecting yourself through not only spirit connection up through your crown, but down through your feet to Mother Earth. So you're almost like on a um, like a tether. It's like you're intentionally being tethered to the energy of Mother Earth and everything that she provides, which is safety, security, um, balance, stability, um, home. 
also uh, it mother nature provides us with food water animals you know weather ocean sand trees mm-hmm. everything that mother nature provides and and grounding is that intentional uh, connection to what mother earth provides in order to to acknowledge that your energy is of earth as much as it is of ether as it as it is of spirit of beyond correct great answer i love that thank you you're welcome <laughs> um okay spirit animals this is from mm-hmm. at amy barai <laughs> hi amy hi amy we want to know about spirit animals sure what is one how do we know maybe what ours would be yeah so um a spirit animal or a totem animal totem or uh, totem animal whatever you want to call it it really kind of just means the same thing is basically um, a spirit messenger and we it is believed and I believe it that we each have um, an animal that uh, is kindred to our soul and sort of follows us through all of our lifetimes as an animal um, there are other animals that have spiritual symbolism and um, meaning behind them that can absolutely speak to us through what they represent, but they're not spirit animals. The spirit animal has been with you. It's almost like your spirit guides. You've got an animal too. Um, they're usually of animals that have a higher intellect because they're in their um, kingdom. So in the animal kingdom, in the animal realm, um, they're of the, the more evolved soul within inside the animal kingdom. So they're usually the things like horses and wolves and bears and owls and those kinds of things and snakes. So um, the a lot of people will say, well, no, a dragonfly is my spirit animal. It may very well be. Uh, as we evolve, the animal kingdom is evolving too along with the consciousness. Yeah, sure. However, I would have to lean and err personally on the side of saying, I don't think it's your spirit animal. I think it's more just a spirit messenger and you're just not getting the picture. So it just keeps showing up. Right. And that you're missing your spirit animal. I know I'm probably going to get like completely added for that one. (laughs) But um, how you know that your spirit animal is your spirit animal is usually uh, by being very aware and noticing that when you're going through some tough times or some expansive times where you might be contracting instead and might be suffering and, and not doing too well, pay attention to which animal shows up at that time and see whether you can see a pattern in this animal appearing at certain times when someone dies, when you when your marriage broke down and then someone died and it's just that same animal appears again and that's more than likely going to be your spirit animal coming to you when you need it the most. And appears as in in anything. In any form. So it might not be literally like a fucking, you know, bear walks through your front door. (laughs) Images of. Images of, conversations of, like um, songs with bear in it, you know, like whatever. It, It can be... It can be anything. It can be so non sort of obvious, yeah. but it's there. Because, it's always there. No, because ultimately it. it's just its energy that's trying to reach you. Yeah. And it can't reach you all the time in your living room. No, which is a good thing when you're talking about bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Maybe second last. We'll see. Good morning, ladies. I'm listening to your podcast from September 29th today and you spoke about listening to Jehovah Witnesses letting Mormons come in as well as reading the Bible. I think it's so interesting because before I had what most call a spiritual awakening, I was doing the same thing. It was if it was as if I was looking for something to fill this void. I have always known I was different growing up, but I couldn't explain, so I tried to hide it. It wasn't until some traumatic event happened that my gifts became stronger. Now I get messages all the time. I can read people's energy. Oh, I have dreams about people. And when I hold people's pictures, I can connect to them. I just started a new job and spirit has been so excited that they're always ready to relate a message to someone. How do you find balance if you don't mind me asking? I love your podcast. Oh, um, I only started listening to it last week and I'm almost caught up. I appreciate everything you do, ladies. Take care. Wow. Love me a good binge. Yay. Yay. And that's from Miss Blossoming Flower. 
Ms. Thank you, Ms. Ms. Blossoming Flower. Oh, lovely Instagram that's name. some nice love. Yeah. So clearly at Miss Bos- Blossoming, Blossoming, Blossoming <laughs> Flower has no boundaries. Oh, okay. clearly. Um, and that's a, um, you know, it's very obvious. Um, and it sounds like she doesn't really mind too much. It's kind of like, oh, there's a little bit of a, um, a you know, a, um, what's the word? Um, inconvenience happening, but it's not something that she seems to be afraid of or anything like that. So really it's a matter of, first of all, establishing some boundaries that sort of says when spirit can talk to you and when they can't. So you can tell them blank out just like, okay, guys, when, when I'm at work, you can't be at work. Like I need to be switched on to do my job. Can you imagine you as what you do in the hospital? If spirit just kept yapping on about the person that was on the operating table, like you just wouldn't be able to focus. Yes. You would be so focused on what that spirit was saying that you would It would forget. be kind of cool. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I'm smirking That at person you. <laughs> would end up with five instruments inside of them. <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Um, but, yeah, so it's yeah, about it's establishing times and places where they can speak to her, for starters, number one. Secondly, it's also about understanding that we should never – with our abilities, no matter how intuitive and how often you are getting messages with excited spirits, we should never give unsolicited information. Unless someone says to you, hey, did you happen to get a message from my loved one? Or you might suggest, did you know that I can actually receive messages from spirit? And then if they turn around then and offer up an open invitation for you to say something then go for it but you should never ever no matter how excited those spirits are to share that information share it it's just not a thing to do unless you are established enough to know the right way responsibly to deliver it uh, because it can stuff people up a lot of information that is unsolicited can really fuck people over yeah right um, so I've got a mentoring client who uh, recently had a spirit come through uh, who was someone she knew and he'd passed away and he came to her and told her that something about the money and that she could spend the money or something like that. And she just she was just a mum from school and she didn't know whether she should approach her and say to her, uh, this is so weird, but your husband came to me while I was sleeping and told me you should spend the money. That would be tricky. It would be tricky. Yeah. So I, I gave her the advice of it, you're going to have to read the situation but if you approach it in this way, which is just very honest and, you know, not confronting and just like, hey, it's funny, you know, I just had a dream the other night. And it was so weird. Your husband came to me. You don't have to put it out there like he came to me and it was yeah. his spirit. It can just be like it was so weird. So there are some ways you can deliver it, but never deliver unsolicited messages from spirit. A lot of the times, unless you know what you're doing, you don't even know that it is the who they say they are as a spirit. You have to be very discerning to know who's mucking around especially depending on the environment that you're in. Can you imagine the doozies of spirits that exist where you live in the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. So that... Good you... thing I'm Shira. Yay, cock blocker. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but... <laughs> but yeah, so the balance really comes down to boundaries, but also having some morals and integrity and establishing your own around what your abilities are. Just because you can do it, it doesn't mean you should. Yep. So just piece it all together. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think we've done an episode before where we talk about um, boundaries and and um, energetic boundaries and protection. There's energy protection 101. Yeah. There's yep. the empath. Yeah. So there could yep. be some really little nuggets in there if, if um, those episodes have been listened to because when she wrote that, she only just started listening. Um, mm. So she might not have heard those ones yet. But um, go back and listen to it again with those questions in mind and just see if you get any answers out of that. Uh, but or you could buy Psychic Abilities 101 off my website. Oh, there you go. Because that will help you understand your abilities more and give you a bit of a, a framework of how to 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 feel like you've got some sort of control over it and some sort of um, say in the matter. Some foundations yeah. to structure it by. Mm. Nice. Thanks. It's a great question, though. Absolutely. I think we're ready for a ghost story. Are you 
It's a little bit of a deep one. Okay. It comes from our friend Nicole. We've been in communication yeah. with Nicole a little bit on the emails. We love you, Nicole. You've waited long enough for us to read your story Nicole's out. Nicole's so. in the States, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Hope you're safe, Nicole. Um, I'm just going to launch into it. Okay. Um, she says she loves us and all of that. We love you too. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. All right. So I started my junior year of high school, aged about 16 to 17, and I had a physics class. The first day I was seeing some 19 or 20-year-old boy, in brackets ghost, we have to (laughs) (laughs) spell that out right away, um, in the classroom. And I was like, damn it. I was trying to ignore him, but he was coming through pretty strong and very negative. So I could tune him out, but not completely. By the end of that class, I looked down and I'd written his name on my desk without even realising. Cinematic, right? (laughs) So, time goes by. I see him in the classroom pretty frequently. He was saying he was my teacher's son. He was almost kind of trying to hide that he'd killed himself, but I know what that looks like when I see it. He seemed ashamed of it to the point of almost believing it hadn't happened and was still feeling the anxiety and aggressive unhappiness that led him to that point. I thought, this was crazy, it's too dramatic to be true. Eventually, though, I looked up his obituary, which, of course, didn't say how he died, but confirmed he was my teacher's son. Whoa. Ugh. Eventually, I did hear from someone else that it was suicide. He kept after me, I think, just because he could talk to me. It wasn't super clear. His emotions were just so brutal it was hard to get anything else and I didn't want to engage with him, but he wanted me to let his mother know that he was okay. And I was like, ugh, but you're not. Also, this was high school. I'm not about to go say, hey, Mrs. Beep, I've been talking to your dead son for the past few months. That's not fair to anyone involved. But it basically boiled down to that he wanted his mum to know that he still existed in some form. It had been just a few years. That was something that had been keeping her up at night. This was not the first suicide I'd seen, but it was the first where the person wanted something from me other than to do my little light thing and help them get to where they need to go, which isn't particularly easy either. But this was so much worse. I couldn't get him to cross over without touching base with his mum and I couldn't talk to his I couldn't just go and talk to his mum about it. So he just gets more and more pissed as time goes on. I cannot stress enough how terrible my boundaries were. This should have been unacceptable. Luckily, I only really saw him in that classroom. So one day in class I walked in and the vibes were off. He was there and more angry than I'd ever seen. I'm good at dealing with ghosts without letting on that something's wrong. It's not like you need to talk out loud to them, but this day I just sat in the back of the classroom and basically zoned out. The energy was so bad, so he starts genuinely yelling at me, which was a real moment of cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. because it's a regular classroom day and here I am sitting in the back having this terrible psychic experience. A couple of people did have headaches after that class, which was interesting and vaguely validating. I was trying to ignore him, basically just going, literally, what can I possibly do for you right this moment? Like you understand I'm in the middle of class, right? Which must be so frustrating for a ghost to have the person you can talk to be like, I don't care that you're going through a major crisis and you've died and want to contact your mother from under your crushing guilt. I've got to do this homework. I'm better with boundaries now, so that doesn't have to happen, but I was 16 and not in the best place emotionally myself. So this energy is just building. Then the lights in the classroom started flickering on and off. There was a good-sized portable whiteboard leaned up against the regular whiteboard, resting in the little shelf where the markers are. I shit you not, the board flew off the shelf and onto the ground, farther away than it really should have fallen, while the lights were flickering and then they stopped. Everyone just kind of went silent. My teacher said something about physics that made no sense to explain it since nobody was even over there and there was no open windows or anything and that hadn't happened before. I just got up and basically ran out of the room because I was feeling so awful and also feeling absolutely crazy because I was experiencing such a different reality than my peers and it just seemed so impossible. I doubt every anyone remembers a board flying off the shelf but there was a lot of... a lot behind it for me. Looking back, I probably have been giving him a lot of energy without knowing it. 
What worried me was that I wasn't even sure who he said he was. I hadn't built the skills yet to see past what someone was showing me. That night, and this was not the way to handle it, but I was still a kid, I made an anonymous email account and emailed my teacher. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, your son Jason said he's going to make it home just fine. And some other information I can't remember now. I worded it in a way that was specific to their relationship, not something that he'd shown me. But I think one of his like spiritual representatives helped me out with that. I can't remember now. It's been a while. She replied saying thank you and asking what else I knew, but I just deleted the whole account and was suddenly like, this was not the way to do it at all. I still feel bad about it. The next day in class, I ran into him in the hall. I stepped away into an empty classroom, I think, and I did my little light thing and he crossed over like nothing, no problem. That day in class, we were talking about the laws of energy and on my way out of class, I made a comment to her about how it's interesting that some religions use that principle that energy can neither be created nor destroyed to quantify the existence of the soul. I think that was something her son had shown her grappling with. I don't know. It was one of those things I felt it felt natural to say. She teared up and said she thinks the same thing. I pretended I didn't notice. I do a lot of origami out of post-its to help with my fidgety hands. I left something behind that day too. That was a thing between them. I think it was like a butterfly, but I can't remember now. But I left it somewhere so she'd find it and feel that connection without me needing to be directly involved. I saw him one more time a few months later. He was a lot lighter, which was great. He was trying to say thank you, but I was like, fuck off, bleep, go do your <laughs> healing stuff and never speak to me again. And that was that. <laughs> oh, wow. What an experience oh. for a 16-year-old, Nicole. Wow. That's hectic. Yeah. Yeah. That's hectic. That's huge. I told you it was huge. It is huge. And... So much of her insight into why things happened the way they did and what might have been the reasons are pretty much what I would, you know, conclude as well. Um, And it does stress the importance of boundaries, like we were just talking about the previous question. You know, like when you're in a boundaries, plus it also talks to the, um, the topic of having those the morals of sharing unsolicited information because it can be hurtful and it can um, open up old wounds and trauma, especially if you don't know if someone is mentally and emotionally stable to receive that information. It might be just what they need to tip them over. Um, it might be what they need to make them feel better just as equally, but you can't, You, as a 16-year-old especially, you can't be responsible for that and nor are you responsible for that. And spirit, universe, you do not have these abilities, these heightened abilities to have that responsibility it's you need to take yourself out of the equation yeah 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 because she says um she can't um I couldn't talk to anyone about it so it's one of those things I've just kind of carried I can't tell now if it feels so bad because I've never fully shared it or because it was bad both yeah it's pretty it's a pretty frightening experience um I, you know, I've never had anything like that happen myself where it was bad. It sounds so loud. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, tormenting, can't escape it. And, um, you know, his energy was feeding on the energy of the room, um, feeding on her emotional, you know, well-being or lack of well-being um, and just the, the vibration of the room. But he was there because his mum was there, not because she was there. She could just see him because he was there because his mum was there. Um But, you know, thankfully it seems, you know, just from other conversations that we've had with Nicole in communication, um, it seems like she does things now to be productive and proactive about managing her abilities. Yeah, she's clearly come a long way. And even even then she sounded like pretty aware of everything, just Mm. not necessarily knowing what to do with it all. Yeah. And it's about really just um, equipping yourself and arming yourself where you can feel safe because it's not something that is unsafe unless you make it unsafe and there's no need for you to be unsafe it's not something that's supposed to feel scary it's it's supposed it feels beautiful it's not a burden um and if it's feeling like a burden then you're doing it wrong simple as that simple as that but thanks nicole because that's a it's a good it's a good story good experience um and you're obviously powerful yeah wow yeah yeah so cool 
Well, that's it. That was Listeners. fun. <laughs> thanks, Nicole, like for sharing. That was really fun. Yeah, thanks, Lots Nicole. of questions. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. We'll have to do another one sometime soon. Well, more questions. Hit Thank us you. up on Instagram at... Turns out underscore she's psychic. Yes. Gmail, TOS psychic at gmail.com. Yes. Facebook. Yeah. Is, I think, at turns out she's psychic. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How bad is that? <laughs> um, we'll come you... off if you search that. Yeah. And... <laughs> Leave a rating or a review on your chosen podcast listening platform. That would um, be awesome. And even subscribe. Just a cheeky little subscribe press. Yes, please. <laughs> and take care of yourselves. Oh, and we're sorry that this is a day late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you. <laughs> we know you guys are forgiving and understand that we are two busy people, busy mums, busy yeah. lives, and we're doing the best we can to do this weekly. So we appreciate you. Yes, we do. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs>